What is the Podcast of Matrix? The Podcast of Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Being a fan of pop culture entertainment comes with a certain amount of healthy debate on some topics. Who would win in a fight, Superman or the Hulk? Which one's better? Cyborgs or robots? What would happen if warring aliens battled in a post-apocalyptic Earth city? Now, the answers to all of these questions and scenarios can be found in comic books. Specifically, DC versus Marvel Comics from 1996, RoboCop versus The Terminator from 1992, and any of the Predator versus Judge Dredd versus Alien comics that are out there. With an unlimited budget, comics can bring characters, worlds, and even continuities together to craft epic tales. Got an original concept that leans on themes and situations from classic stories? Go for it! Want to bring two franchises together in an epic battle-slash-team-up? Get to work already! And during this episode of our podcast, we're allowing you, lucky listeners, the chance to sit on our casting couch and pretend to be a fly on the wall as we gather in the My Big Fat Pull List's writer's room. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listers of all ages, to another episode of My Big Fat Pull List. I am one of your hosts, Mr. X. With me, as always, are the Geek Squad, not trademarked, but untrademarked. Smurfy. Dr. Impact. The Horror King himself, the Bang Man, Pistol Danger. We're just going to make a horror comic called The Bang Man. Yep. And it's just going to be close-up shots of your junk. That's fair. And the, that's He's the bang coming. man. You know what I would be be interested <laughs> to know about the bang man, Pistol Danger? How, how many how many adjectives? I mean, you've got the Dark Knight, Batman, the Man of Steel. How many adjectives does Pistol Danger have? He's got the bang man. Mm-hmm. And and he's got the Iron Man of the bedroom is also one of them. Yes, <laughs> uh, you already hit on one. You couldn't even remember it. So I, I have numerous ones. I won't okay. the listeners okay. today with the many different names that people have called me. This is our first edition of the writer's room where we, your humble geeks, will craft stories ripped right out of our imaginations for you to decide whether or not it should be a comic book or crap. But since it is October, and for those of you listening in the future, we're recording this in October, so spoilers, 
we wanted to make this first episode of the writer's room horror based. So all yes, horror, right? Horror. Oh no. Oh, I think you misunderstood. (laughs) I didn't say the horror king. I said the horror king. Oh, okay. Oh, See, yeah, no. there, that's better. This is awkward. It, uh, a little bit. <laughs> it's going to be more awkward once we start talking about our our topics. I'm a new yeah, topic. especially since it sounds like we all need new ones. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, except me because I'm I'm actually on point. While you all get your acts together, I'm going to segue over to plugging our YouTube channel. I can't wait to hear the sound effects for this. We spared no expense here. Uh, we spared some expense. We spare a lot of expenses. Because we are broke and in need of attention, uh, we started a YouTube channel. Uh, and, and and honestly, we actually started a YouTube channel because this pandemic, which was supposed to only last a couple of months, you know, like a pandemic does, uh, is is lasting longer and longer, and we wanted to give some visual entertainment to all of our fans out there. So not only do you have the pot this podcast that you can listen to, happiness for your ears, you also have happiness for your eyes. And the YouTube channel has exclusive content that you won't find necessarily on the podcast. Now, some of our videos, especially our interview episodes we do turn the the audio into podcasts so you can actually watch the interview or you can listen to the interview it's your choice but there's also another place that we have that has completely and totally exclusive content for just you why don't you tell them about that place pistol oh it's cool i wasn't reworking my horror scenario that's fine Why don't you head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list podcast. Check it out and find a tier that spooks you in just the right way. (laughs) When it comes to horror comic books, I am a huge fan of the Army of Darkness series. A lot of the earlier stuff actually had a nice solid continuity and a flow, even though it had multiple volumes. It put Ash, the main character from, you know, Evil Dead and the Army Darkness movies, for all of you who are not in the know, (laughs) it put that character up against and or teaming up with a lot of great horror properties out there. It just goes to show how versatile the anti-hero of Ash is with all of these other horror properties. Well, hell, and some not even horror. Pro- I mean, I guess Marvel Zombies is technically horror, but it's still, it's Marvel characters. So even... Superhero horror right there. Yeah, but uh, it's still it's still crossed over into a, almost another genre. Right. Well, Danger Girl. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, that's like spy espionage stuff. Yeah. I forgot about that one. I think we all did. <laughs> uh, some of the highlights for me was uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash, which is mm-hmm. a pseudo sequel to the Freddy versus Jason film. And then you get Ash mixed up in the middle of it, which is awesome. A couple of other great crossovers was uh, Army of Darkness versus Darkman, which oh, essentially cool. 
which essentially wasn't really a versus. It was just squishing the two movie universes together. But you've got Darkman hanging out with Ash and they're fighting Deadites. That's freaking cool. Yeah. Something I have wanted to see in comic book form forever is Army of Darkness versus Phantasm. Ooh. Because the concept is one that completely works in the universes of both franchises. For those of you who don't know about Phantasm, Phantasm is it's a series of films. There's five of them, all revolving around a character called the Tall Man, who is essentially this interdimensional being that can travel through space and time and collects dead bodies to turn into his own personal minions. And there are some protagonists who who constantly battle the tall man to try to stop his evil machinations. Now, over in the Army of Darkness universe, that pesky Necronomicon, depending on how you read words, will uh, open up a portal that uh, sucks you somewhere. Sometimes it's uh, through time, sometimes it's through space, sometimes it's through both. Where my story would be laid out is actually it would be more for the fans of Phantasm because it would fill in some important plot points that the movies don't get across. Specifically, my story would take place in between the events of Phantasm Four: Oblivion and Phantasm Five: Ravager. The character of Reggie, who has been with the series from the beginning, he is an ice cream man turned badass. His weapon of choice is a quad-barreled shotgun. Now, just imagine if he teamed up with Ash, and Ash got to use a quad-barreled boomstick. That would be pretty cool. That Mm -hmm. would be very cool. I'm currently envisioning it right now, and let's just say I'm liking what I'm imagining. You've got two characters, two heroes, very smarmy, very, I'd even say, led by their libido. And if you put them both together, it's going to be the the head-butting versus style type of a thing that always happens when two heroes meet each other. They've got to fight first. So, of course, Reggie is going to think Ash has something to do with the tall man, and Ash is going to think that Reggie has something to do with the Deadites. Meanwhile, the interesting thing about it is that the Deadites, in my story, the Deadites are threatened by the tall man and what he's doing two corpses because deadites can't inhabit the bodies of anything that the tall man alters. So the deadites want to destroy the tall man. You would think that Reggie would actually team up with the deadites to take down the tall man. So then the tall man would convince Ash, Oh, I can help you fight your deadite problem. Well, Reggie isn't going to let Ash team up with the tall man so of course the first two issues of this four maybe five issue miniseries would be essentially the deadites and the tall man using reggie and ash to pretty much just cock block each other and then we go we'll we'll have the oh let's go have a drink and talk about war stories and figure out oh we're on the same side and then we have our heroes taking on both armies of undead creatures and the way that it fits into the Phantasm 
storyline is that at the end of Phantasm Four, Reggie jumps into the uh, essentially the dimensional portal that the tall man uses to travel between time and space. And when part five starts, Reggie looks like he's been through hell, but they don't say what happened. Well, this would be a perfect story to show what happened to Reggie in between the two movies without it ruining the continuity of those films. Yeah, that sounds great. I think that that would be the perfect kind of crossover in comics of film properties because you can find a place in the continuity for both of them to come together but at the same time it doesn't hang so heavily that as long as you know the basic properties and the basic concepts you you can read it with with no problem it's not like you had to watch all the movies to follow it and every army of darkness book I want to say almost every single one, there's like at least the first two pages is Ash doing that whole inner monologue Mm. of how he got wrapped up with the book, how it's ruined his life, blah, blah, blah. Well, who's to say within the first four pages of issue one of this, you don't have a back and forth Ash recounting his experience to the audience and Reggie recounting his experience to the audience, getting everybody caught up to where even if you just barely know one or both of the properties within the first four pages, you're caught up, you know, what's going on. Enjoy the story. And think of the amount of jokes that Ash could make about the tall man's balls, flying balls. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just, you know, it's just ripe with possible humor from Ash. There'd be double and triple and quadruple entendres there. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to me. And what would I do? I would like to see the Predator versus Tremors. Ooh. Right. So picture this. We're in perfection. And the era is right around the first movie. So you have Bert Gummer, his wife, Val Earl, all of our heroes in perfection. Graboids are currently attacking. But Bert starts sensing that there's something else amiss and starts seeing signs that there could be something else out here, possibly hunting them along with the Graboids. So now you have a three-way kind of fight, Predator versus Graboid, with the Town of Perfection stuck in the middle. Interesting. Right? Interesting. Because the Predator would want that Graboid for his trophy room. But Bert's also a great hunter, you know, and would possibly start sensing stuff. I, I was going to say, you, you you said that it would be a three-way kind of battle between the Predator, the Graboids, and the town. But but let's be honest. It would it's, be a three-way battle between the Predator and the Graboids and, and Bert. Bert. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> no, really exactly. what this yeah. book comes that's, down to. It yeah. is, with, with, with poor Val and Earl stuck in the middle, trying to keep everyone else in professional alive. Okay, so your story takes place outside of the movie continuity. This is like a, yeah. a what-if sequel More to the or less, yeah. film. There you go. In between the okay, first and second okay. films, right. So essentially, more Graboids show up around the, the town of Perfection. At the same time, a Predator is flying by and goes, ooh, I want to hunt here. And yeah. so it's the cast of the surviving cast of the first film going up against not only Graboids again, but now there's a Predator involved. Do they team up? We'll will, see more. Will Ert Gummer and the Predator team up, or, or will they be at odds? 
see, my thing was more since the Graboids have been around because they're pre-Cambian life forms, the predators know they exist. No one's ever been able to catch one or get mm. one. So this guy's like, oh, they're alive. They're active. We have had sensors on Earth letting us know they're they're active. I'm going to go get one. Oh, there's humans here. Whoops. You know, I didn't, wasn't really planning for that. Who cares? More I'm not going to my me. way. Yeah, like I'm not going to stand in my way. And then, you know, as the series goes on, you could have it go. I, I, it could go either way. I feel like, like it could be like all of a sudden the predator realizes okay. Bert is a okay. is a hunter with honor, and hey, I'll team up with them because the graboids are now winning. Or you could have it just be like a couple graboids, and you know, trying to help everyone survive. It's like it becomes like almost a survival horror movie. Let me ask you this, Murphy. Yeah. Would it? Would it? And and I assume that the answer to my question would be a hard yes if this was a ongoing series or a series of miniseries but as far as the first let's say story arc or miniseries of this would you limit it then because of the the era would you limit it to just your basic graboids or would you bring in any of the other like shriekers to, yeah yeah, 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 yeah forms? Right. uh i would do the first miniseries would just be graboids okay and predator and then like then like the part 2 right would be you introduce the shriekers okay you know because like the predator you know you could say at the end of the series he does get his graboid he heads back home and then they find out that oh the graboids evolve well not to go get one of their heads because now it's a different mm-hmm. you know it's not a graboid anymore it's a shrieker i need one of their heads for my trophy room so he goes back okay i'd read that yeah right? yeah I think that would be very interesting, especially if Bert got a hold of some Predator hardware. Oh, exactly. Right. Like, because then, like, after the hunt, the Predator sees, oh, Bert's got honor. A is a reward, man. Here's, like, my shoulder blaster cannon. I was going to say, you know, you give Bert the, uh, the cloaking. Oh, see, that'd be cool, too. Uh, Oh, man. Remember with a cloaking device? (laughs) Invisible invisible Bert? (laughs) Invisibert, yeah. Invisibert. Yeah. That's how you do it. Uh, okay, there, so there's the ending of your first miniseries. Bert leaves with the Predator. Oh, that would be that would be a cool spinoff. And the yeah. beginning of the second miniseries, Bert has been hunting with the Predators. He's gotten some of their gear. He's got the whole get up, the outfit. Let's be honest. Bert would lead. Bert would lead that hunting party. The Predators Bert, would be taking Bert would notes eventually. From Bert. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a it's I, a buddy hunter film, right? Or buddy hunter comic, I should say. Ooh, maybe we get like him teamed up with a runt predator who's 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 about who's who's shorter than Bert. Right. Because you, you usually don't see short predators. They're right. usually about, you know, six and a half, seven feet tall, if not if not bigger. So yeah, there's ripe, ripe for, yeah. for possibilities. I like it. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, I'd get that. Yeah, I'd pick it up. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, I'm not big into horror, but one thing scares me above all else, and that's toy-related horror movies, more importantly, Mm. doll-related horror movies. Mm. So mine wouldn't just be two, let's say four. Oh. And this would be a bath toy royale, as Chucky and his family, the Puppet Master's puppets, Oh, Annabelle and Dolly from Dolly Dearest would then come into conflict. They're brought into a house as an exhibit as the most haunted items alive. 
ooh, it's spooky. And they're thought to be just knickknacks, trophies, jokes. You come in, you pay your money, and it's a hokey establishment. But what you find out is they've all been convened for a reason. As they are given a chance for freedom from their doll form or whatever the doll master desires from his puppets in this. And all they have to do is be the one who sacrifices the house owner's children. And once they do that, their evil wish is granted for whatever it will be. And the whole time, it's them in contest with each other trying to be both adorable doll to snuggle up to the children, let's say two, and cock block, as Mr. X so eloquently put it, to keep the other dolls from getting close or killing the children. So it would be a series of constant wars. And in my head, I almost thought, where it's almost like a small soldier scenario where they're just waging small scale wars. And then a toy story moment will hit where somebody like one of the kids or adults will walk in and then they all just kind of drop. And it's like, wow, that's, or they have to scatter so they can't be seen. So it's, it's, it's very much, a mix of a lot of genres to me not just horror but it's also a little bit of espionage uh, because they've got to be quiet with what they do so it it really is like battle royale or like the hunger games or something like that but with possessed toys yeah that could i mean you could you could run miniseries after miniseries with that because there's so many possessed toy movies i mean you could really create quite a a deathmatch style series based around that yeah that's kind of what i was thinking uh uh originally when i was going through this i was thinking more of like b horror villains but i was like you know what'd be neat having like this additional thing like they have to get close to the family like they can't just be like like in the chucky movies he's always close to the child but he can tell the parents you know you know go screw off but in this He's got to get close to the child, but also keep the parents wanting the other toys away from the children. So he's mm-hmm. got to, so he's got to play nice on both aspects. And you know, you can bring in, yeah, sure, uh, Bride of Chucky, all sorts of different characters for this. But I kept it to the fore just so it wouldn't get too out of control. But yeah, essentially that would be the ideal. Is after this, then another set. You know, um, it, it's interesting that you uh, that you talk about that. I uh, was just recently going through the most recent issue of previews, and I I want to say it's Aftershock Comics. It's it's I think it's Aftershock. I'll have to double check on that. But there is a book coming, and I think it's called Bite Sized. It is a it is a mini series about this kid that gets a, a whole set of action figures for Christmas, and then the action figure. It's basically Small Soldiers as a comic. Okay. Um, but it, it's interesting because I, I could see that same concept if that works and people like that book, I could see this then writing the popularity of the coattails of the other one easily. Okay. I, I agree. And plus, again, who doesn't love a spooky toy other than myself, quite frankly. <laughs> and I think this could be done very well and <laughs> it could be quite creepy. And gory where need be. Oh, absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess that brings us to my writer's room pitch. I'm going to be the odd man out here. I'm going to pitch 
an original concept and not something based on a previous film property. Okay. I have had this idea for probably about 12 years now, and I think Mr. X probably knows where I'm going with this mm-hmm. because he, he probably knows a lot about this. I had an idea about 12 years ago for a book called The Monster Men. Hmm. And what The Monster Men would be is it would be a team of five man-made Frankenstein-style monsters. So you'd have your basic brute, giant, Boris Karloff-style Frankenstein monster. You'd have a bride. You'd have the the ghoulish, long, scraggly hair monster. You'd have the patchwork man whose body is, you know, the skin is literally sewn together from hundreds of different sources to cover the, the skeletal frame. And then, of course, you'd have the body that has been reanimated by technology that is essentially a cyborg but the body was a dead body that was reanimated by that so it's it's still within the frankenstein model right 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 essentially essentially like deathlock okay. essentially like a deathlock right sure. right yeah. yeah so this was always a concept that i had and i always thought it would be really cool to do a book like this and make it an anthology series and every issue would feature different superhero monsters so you would basically get an entire connected universe in one book you don't have to buy ten thousand things to read a story just buy the one book you get three stories in each book it would be an anthology and every story would be a horror inspired hero you know we had the idea for a a guard from some ancient pharaoh who was mummified and now he's been resurrected and he's a a protector and guardian against other evil forces and and forces of dark and and terror. And this was something that, you know, I've worked on off and on over the years. And at one point, my brother Dragonus Prime and Mr. X and, and a couple of us even got together and started building an entire world with other monster characters and pulling this whole thing together and it never quite seemed it never quite seemed to click nothing every idea that we came up with it never quite worked there was a lot of cool things yeah but when you put them all together instead of them all falling together like a big puzzle piece you know it forming a nice big picture it was just a bunch of cool stuff that kind of didn't really fit all that well right right yeah over the years, I learned that there was a book, and I don't know if it's one volume or multiples, but there is a, a book by Edgar Rice Burroughs called The Monster Men. Now, I don't know how I missed that because I'm a huge Burroughs fan, so but yeah. that one somehow got past me. And I think it's American Mythology Comics are doing a series of miniseries based on The Monster Men. Now, I think The Monster Men are just men who hunt monsters. I, I think that's all it is. I, I could be wrong. So obviously, there goes my title. (laughs) Um, But over the last five or six months, and I will say that no one knows this part of the story except for my wife and Dragonus Prime, but I'm going to share it here now. Hold on. Hold on. Mr. X doesn't even know this? No, no, no. This is... This is is mind-boggling to me. This is all new information going forward here. Excellent. Over the last five or six months the monster men concept has come back into my head quite a bit. 
And over that time, I have reworked things. I have retooled stuff. And I have renamed the story The Frankenstein Core, short for Corporation. This eventually evolved into a book that would be called The Crypt of Heroes. Again, still going with the same concept of one 30-page comic, three 10-page stories in each issue. That's all you need. And every hero, every superhero, is horror-inspired or horror-based, so that you still have that gothic feel to the whole thing. But at the same time, they're heroes. They're superheroes. Misunderstood, more than likely, but heroes nonetheless. Over that time, I ended up getting Dragonus Prime involved. I can tell you, as of now, the first three issues are fully written, and the first two pages of the Frankenstein core are completely penciled and inked now. Dragonus Prime has laid out all ten pages of his story in issue one and finished the first two pages of his story. We kind of figured out how to make things work and keep it light and fun, but still connected. So this is a pitch, but it's also kind of an announcement that we are working on a horror-based comic, and it is called The Crypt of Heroes, and it's we've actually found the way to make it work, and we're moving forward with it. Oh, nice. Cool. Well, you've heard it here first, folks. This is an exclusive for all you loyal listeners listening to our podcast. Be on the lookout for the Crypt of Heroes. And maybe if uh, enough interest is shown from you listeners and you desire a sneak preview, maybe we can convince Dr. Impact to throw it on Patreon for you to get a small peek of. We would absolutely do that. That would be fun. There it is. We did it, guys. 100%. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yes. Drop the banner. Hit the fireworks. Insert the tone. And that's where we want to ask you, what did you think about our pitches here in our very first episode of The Writer's Room? Which ones were your favorites? Or did you not like any of them and you have your own pitch? We would love to hear it. Head over to any one of our social media outlets, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, go to our website at mybigfatpullist.com. Get in touch with us. Share with us what you thought of the pitches that we just gave here and share your ideas with us. We really want to hear that. That wraps up our first episode of My Big Fat Pullist's Writer's Room. We will be doing this again. There are so many different genres and subgenres of storytelling that can be conveyed through comic books because comic books, I I don't care who says what they are a legitimate form of literature. They can be played for laughs. They can be played seriously. They can be a mix of both comic books. Absolutely allow you to do anything your imagination can come up with because there is no limit, but until next time, I've been one of your hosts, Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. Dr. Impact. I guess I'm the Horror King now. Pistol Danger. Stay spooky, folks. That's our show, folks. Tell your friends and family about our program. 
What he means is you and everyone you know should subscribe, rate, and review our podcast on every app possible. Want to help support the show? Visit our Patreon page. We have a variety of incentives at multiple tiers, sure to satisfy any and all hardcore geeks. You can also follow us on social media where we post weekly comic pics, breaking news stories, and glimpses into our everyday geek lives. Until next time, keep your turtle shells waxed. (laughs) Your power rings charged. And your proton packs primed. Ooh, what's this do? No, Smurfy, not the containment unit. Okay, any any questions before we begin? Questions, comments about the podcast? Does Pistol really have to be on here? <laughs> well, he chooses you know to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That just that just proves our point. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Everybody, take a sip of water. Mm, it's coffee for or, me this morning. Or, well, it's coffee for me as well. Yeah. Hell, I'm still in my robe. Insert I find the tone. It here. Oh, okay. No, no, you you pause too long. I'm inserting a tone. Fair. Actually, isn't isn't it my big fat pull list podcast? Oh shit, you are correct. Yes. Oh great, take it back. Back to one. <laughs> www.patreon.com forward slash my big fat pull list podcast and find a tier that finds out who's doing what in the background. I was going to say, what is going on? Where are going? What is all that noise? Who's doing that? I have no idea. Is it thumping around? It's my wife upstairs. Thumpity, thump, thump. I don't know. It sounds like somebody's hitting unless your microphone. Unless your yeah. wife is like literally no. sitting on your laptop. She's she's right above me. Mm. 